Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This will be for 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The heading reads, Apostasy is to precede the second coming. Gospel prepares men for eternal glory. Verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not so soon that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled by letter, except ye receive it from us, neither by spirit nor by word, as that day of Christ is at hand, let no man deceive you by any means, for there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. Paul's promise that the man of sin must be revealed before our Lord could return from the millennial era has been abundantly fulfilled. At a conference of the church held in June 1831, the man of sin was revealed in that, in, in that some of the brethren were overcome by devils whom the prophet rebuked and cast out and the son of perdition. The Greek word Paul uses as is apostasia, the word which from which we derive the words apostasy, apostatize, and apostate. The literal meaning of the word is to revolt, but in secular Greek usage it meant political revolt or the changing of governmental forms. The passage here is a reference to the apostasy that was to occur before the Lord returns to the earth to rule and reign in majesty and power. That was out of the New Testament study guide. Between the first and second personal ministries of the Lord Jesus on planet earth, the gospel was to be lost, darkness was to cover the earth, and Satan was to have control and dominion over the hearts and minds of men. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. Uh, Let me ask you this question. Is there enough time for you to serve missions and have families, or is the second coming happening soon? Consider this by Elder Elder Boyd K. Packer. Everything that I have learned from the revelations and from life convince me that there is time and to spare for you to carefully prepare for a long life. One day you will cope with teenage children of your own. That will serve you right. Later you will spoil your grandchildren, and they in turn will spoil theirs. If an earlier end should happen to to come to, to one, that is more reason to do things right. That was given in 1989. What do you say to someone who said that he went to a fireside where the speaker said he had a dream about the second coming and was told to teach the saints certain things they must do to be ready? Boyd K. Packer said, We are entitled to personal revelation. However, unless we are set apart to some presiding office, we will not receive revelations concerning what others should do. Occasionally, someone will claim to have received authority to teach and bless without having been called and set apart. That is why the process of sustaining those called to office is so carefully protected in the church, that all might know who has authority to teach and to bless. An unusual spiritual experience should not be regarded as a personal call to direct others. It is my conviction that experiences of a special sacred nature are individual and should not be kept to oneself. Or should be kept to oneself, sorry. That was by Elder Packer in the same talk. What would, we, what would you say if someone told you that the signs of the second coming were almost all fulfilled, great catastrophes were coming, and if church members did not get their food storage, now it will be too late? Elder Maxwell said, Over the sweep of Christian history, some believers have, by focusing on a few few prophecies while neglecting others, prematurely expected the second coming. Today, while we are obviously closer to that great moment, we are in the same danger 
in the same danger. In the context of such cautions, I have no hesitancy in saying that there are some signs, but certainly not all, suggesting that summer is nigh. Members of the church need not and should not be alarmists. They need not be deflected from quietly and righteously pursuing their daily lives. Brigham Young said, Are you prepared for the day of vengeance to come, when the Lord will consume the wicked by the brightness of his coming? No, then do then do not be too anxious for the Lord to hasten his work. Let our anxiety be centered upon this one thing, the sanctification of our own hearts, the purifying of our own affections, the preparing of ourselves for the approach of the events that are hastening upon us. This should be our concern. This should be our study. This should be our daily prayer. Seek to have the Spirit of Christ that we may wait patiently the time for the, for the Lord, or the time of the Lord, and prepare ourselves for the times that are coming. This is our duty. I think I read this before, right? Yep, I did. Verse 4, Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he is that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showeth himself that he is God. Remember ye not that I was yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know that without, or, and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. In other words, that Satan might be revealed. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, and he it is who now worketh, and Christ suffereth him to work, or allows it, until the time is fulfilled that he shall be taken out of the way. In other words, Satan will be removed. He does have certain bounds, and he can't pass that, uh, and then he'll be cast out. Verse 8, And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Yea, the Lord, even Jesus, whose coming is not until after there come a, fall, a falling away by the, the, walk, the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceitful uh, deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they shall be, that they should believe a lie." that they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Members of the church were foreordained to be saved in the celestial kingdom. They were chosen in the preexistence to gain eternal life. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 14, Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or, or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. That's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.